Greetings, my peeps, and welcome to the All Things Basketball Podcast with your boy GD. In this episode, I'll give you my Eastern Conference semis recap as well as the finals preview for the Eastern Conference. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Okay, guys, so we're going to talk about conference semifinals. We'll recap that, and we will also look at the conference finals. We'll give a preview of that. So we're going to talk about the East and all that went down there. So we'll start a bit of sad news for me. The number eight seed, the Miami Heat, over... My New York Knicks, the five seed, four games to two. And this is how it went down, folks. The first game, Miami takes. They take that one at Madison Square Garden, 108 to 101. Then the Knicks come back and win game two, a game that had no Jimmy Butler. He tweaked his ankle, so he ended up missing that game, too. And the Knicks win. 111 to 105. It was a close game, guys. I I couldn't even believe that, guys. They got the win. Then game three in Miami. Miami gets the win, 105 to 86 over the Knicks. And then game four, they get that one as well in Miami, 109 to 101. And then the Knicks save face in game five, coming back to the Garden. And they got the win there, 112 to 103, where Jalen Brunson goes bananas for 38 points. And then in game six, a game I was at, they had a watch party at Madison Square Garden, and I was there in attendance for that. It was a close game, guys. It was nip and tuck, nip and tuck. It came down to one possession, and... A costly turnover that pretty much sealed the game for Miami. So Miami got the win in Miami, 96-92. A game where Jalen Brunson, he tops his performance from game five. He goes for 41 points in game six. Would have been nice if he got some help. That didn't happen, guys. Julius Randle, 15 points. But he shot it 3 for 14 from the field, 1 for 7 from 3. And then you had R.J. Barrett, 11 points for him, 1 of 10 from the field. So two of your top three players goes 4 for 24. Yeah, that's not going to get it done, guys. In any event, let's talk about Miami first. Jimmy Butler, he plays five games, and remember, he misses game two. And he has a solid series. The numbers look good across the board. From the field, we held him at bay, to be honest, guys. Only 43.2% from the field. He only made one three-point shot in this entire series, guys. We held him to one for nine from the three-point line. He was solid from the free throw line as always. So, Bam out of Bayou, he had a nice series. Although he injured a few of my Knicks players there 
with those picks he was setting. But all in all, he had a solid series across the board. Matt Struess. Now, remember, I said you had to hold these secondary guys at bay. They weren't able to do that. Max Struess had a nice series. Kevin Lowry off the bench. Motivated, obviously, because he's playing against fellow Villanova alumni in Brunson and also Josh Hart. So, I guess that energized him to have a good series coming off the bench. Yeah, so that's your... Miami story pretty much in a nutshell for the Knicks what else can we talk about but Jalen Brunson you know I've been singing his praises from the rooftops guys here's what he did in the series 25 points 30 points 20 points 32 points 38 points and 41 points and they showed this graphic I nearly fell out my chair he is the first Nick to have four 30-point game series since Bernard King. I was like, are you kidding me? Wow. That's rarefied air, guys. And kind of like Bernard King back in those days, he didn't get much help. He didn't get much help. So, nonetheless, Jalen Brunson, I tell you what, man, he has been... He's been better than advertised, guys. And he kept this team afloat in that series. I mean, it'd have been a sweep if you have this guy. Unbelievable. Anyway, so I digress. RJ, when you look at his numbers, they don't look all that bad. But it's the efficiency, guys. Once again, it's been a problem of his for a long time. It's the efficiency from the field. And we saw that in game six. For the series itself, he only shot it nearly 43%. And that's not going to cut it, guys. That's not going to cut it. Julius Randle, I mean, he had nearly 19 with 10 rebounds, 4 assists. But he was horrendous from the field, 41%. He was god-awful from 3. 9 for 32. I'll continue to say, man, he didn't play enough bully ball in this series. He just didn't, man. He was falling in love with that three-point shot. And frustrating. Definitely frustrating, guys. And then, Emmanuel, quickly, your six-man-of-the-year candidate, only played three games in this series because he injured himself in this series. Then you had Josh Hart, who... Didn't have as good a series as he had previously against the Cleveland Cavaliers. In fact, he shot it pretty bad himself from the field and from three. And he was bad from the free throw line. So, Josh Hart, I was hoping you get better from him, but you didn't. And then Mitchell Robinson, I've been saying this about him. You have to keep him engaged. Throw him a few lobs. You got to keep him involved. And I thought they could have did more of that, but they didn't in this series. Quentin Grimes. He's going to have to go in the gym this summer, work on his ball handling because he had some costly turnovers there. And he's got to hoist up threes, man. He's got to work on his three-point game. He has the form. He has everything. But they just weren't going in in this series, guys. 
He shot it awfully from the field. And he was only 8 for 28 from 3. So he's got to go in the lab and he's got to hoist up about 1,000 threes a day. I mean, man. Yeah, he's got to take that next step forward. He has to in order for this Knicks team to have success. So that is your wrap-up of the Miami-New York series. What's next for the New York Knicks? I'll talk about it briefly because I'm probably going to do an in-depth Knicks grade for the entire season. But a star is born in Jalen Brunson. I mean, between the Cleveland series and this one here, I mean, his star is shining bright, guys. Amazing. They need outside shooting, guys. They need outside shooting. In the series from three, they shot it just under 30%. And there was a number of guys that were just horrific from three. I mean, Jalen Bronson, he was fine from three. R.J. Barrett as well. But the other guys, they were just bad. So you're going to have to figure that out. What to do with Evan Fournier. He has a year left on his deal with a team option at $18.8 million. So more than likely, that's probably going to be contract fodder if they were to make a deal in the summer. And then Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose, they have a team option on him. And he's getting paid. If they pick up the team option, that would be $15.5 million. I don't believe they do that. That would not make a whole lot of sense at all. So I think, yeah, I don't think they picked that up. Josh Hart, he has a player option. He is at nearly $13 million. I think he probably opts out and the Knicks probably work on getting him a new deal because... All in all, he fits the Knicks very well. So I imagine the Knicks and Hart will come to a meeting of the minds and he'll stay here. He'll get a new deal. So, And then Miles McBride, he has a team option. I imagine the team will pick that up at $1.8 million. So I would think they would pick that up for McBride. So, But again, I'll do a in-depth talk about the Knicks at some other time. And then we have the number two seed, Boston, over the number three seed, Philadelphia, four games to three. Let's talk about this. This series, it was like a roller coaster ride, guys. From game one, Philly gets the win in Boston, 119 to 115, a game that didn't have Joel Embiid in it, by the way. James Harden, he goes bananas. He goes for 45 points in that game. And then game two, Boston comes back and wins. 121 to 87. And then in game three, Boston takes one in Philadelphia. 114 to 102. Then Philadelphia comes back and wins that game. 116-115 and a nail biter there. And... This ties the series, so the series is tied, right? Philly goes back to Boston and get another win on Boston floor, 115-103. to So you got two wins that Philly got on their floor, and now they're up three games to two. 
But remember, this is a Doc Rivers team, so you know he has a history of letting these kind of series slip, and that's what happened. Boston gets the win in game six in Philly, 95-86, to and then Boston wins game seven, 112-88, a game where your top two guys, Embiid and Harden, Combined for 24 points, guys. They shoot it a combined 8 for 29 from the field. That's not going to get it done, guys. And then Jason Tatum goes absolutely nuclear. 51 points, 13 rebounds, 5 assists, and 2 steals. So, your star player showing up when the money's on the line. That's all you can ask for. That is all you can ask for, guys. For Boston, talked about Jason Tatum. For the series, he averaged 29 points, over 11 rebounds, 5 assists. He was just magnificent, guys. He was just magnificent. So, you definitely like that from him. Jalen Brown, doing Jalen Brown things. Nearly 23 points a game, over 5 rebounds, and nearly 4 assists for him. And... Absolutely terrific from the field. From three, he was on the money. And then the free throws. It's standard, so pretty good. Malcolm Brockton off the bench was solid for them in this series. 16 points coming off that bench. You like that. Marcus Smart doing Marcus Smart things. 15 points he averaged in this series. Well needed. Five assists for him. But all in all, Boston, they came to play, and they prevail. For Philly, again, you didn't have Embiid. He missed one of the games, but he played in six. He was solid. You know, he had games where he was solid, but that game seven, you need your star players to show up in game seven. And then James Harden, he had two 40-plus games point games in the series but you need him to show up in that last game you need him but and he didn't do that so your other guys guys like Therese Maxi they were fine they were okay Tobias Harris as well who's always the forgotten man but you needed your star players to show up in a game seven I I lay that solely at the feet of Embiid your NBA MVP, by the way, and James Harden as well. So, what's next for Philly? Doc Rivers. He now has 10 Game 7 losses on his resume. And in those 10 Game 7 losses, his team was up in the series either three games to one or three games to two. So, you wonder what that Philly front office is thinking of doing with a Doc Rivers. You imagine he come back again, but have you hit a ceiling with Doc Rivers? Have you hit that ceiling? That's the question that has to be asked. You got a Monty Williams out there. I'm just saying. So, you may want to explore that. I'm just saying. And then there's James Harden. Will he return? All signs seem to point to it, but... You keep hearing these overtures about him wanting to go back to Houston. 
which would make absolutely no sense unless he just wants to go there and get numbers. But other than that, it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. But he's a free agent. He has a player option. If he opts in, that's $35.6 million. So, Harden's going to want his money. He's going to want his money. So, I don't know if he opts in. We'll see. And then Gorgie's Niang. He's a free agent. Daniel House. He has a player option, actually. So, also with a player option, Montrez Harrell, which I think he's going to opt out. I think he wants to go elsewhere. Shake Milton. He's an unrestricted free agent. Paul Reed, who's filled in very well for Embiid while he usually sits, whether it be low management or injury or so forth. He played well. And then Jalen McDaniels as well. So, you know, a good chunk of your bench now. You got free agency there, so it's going to be interesting to see how Philly addresses that. So, with that said, guys, I guess we could talk about the conference finals. Why not? So, you got the number two seed, Boston Celtics, going up against the eight seed, the Miami Heat. What Boston needs to do to get the win? Continue MVP play from Jason Tatum. Also, they got to contain Jimmy Butler. I think the Knicks kind of wrote the blueprint on how to contain Butler because he didn't go off like he did against Milwaukee, that's for sure. So, so I think Boston can tear a page out of what the Knicks did in that series and use that going forward. And then don't let the role players get hot. Don't let guys like... Kyle Lowry, guys like Matt Strews, Gabe Vinson, Khalid Martin and those guys. You can't let them get loose, man. Because if that's the case, it's going to be a long series. What Miami needs to do? Well, they're going to have to handle both Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Good luck with that. Because these guys are playing very well right now. Jimmy Butler has to show up. He has to show up, guys. He showed up in the Knicks series when they needed him the most, but all in all, I think the Knicks kind of held him at bay for the most part, but Jimmy Butler, you're going to need the Jimmy Butler of the Milwaukee Bucks series to beat Boston, that's for sure. You're going to need Bam and those other guys to show up and contribute, guys. I think that's going to be so important for Miami in this series. Key matchups, Jason Tatum against Jimmy Butler. I think that's going to be the matchup now that you're starting uh, Al Horford as well as Robert Williams III. I think that's going to be a absolute key matchup. Whoever dominates that matchup, I think their team wins the series. Bam out of Bayou versus Al Horford, and probably he'll see a little bit of Robert Williams III as well, so... I think it'll be a mixture of those two guys seeing Bam and making sure he doesn't go off. And then it's bench versus bench. You got the sixth man of the year, Malcolm Brogdon. You got Derek White there, Grant Williams, Sam Hauser. So you need those guys to give you some contributions from the bench, that's for sure. And that's versus the guys of Miami. Guys like Lowry, guys like... Khalid Martin, 
Duncan Robinson, those guys there. So, my prediction for this series, if Boston takes things serious against the Heat, I think the ride that the Heat are on will finally end. I'm picking Boston in five, guys. I think if Tatum and Brown comes to play, if they come to play, they're serious about handling their business. They like how the Philly series went, and they're spitting fire. I think it'll be Boston in five. Oh, another key matchup. Well, it's more of an X's and O's matchup. I think it's Eric Spolstra versus Joe Mazzula. Joe Mazzula, who we know took over for M.A. Oduka. He's got the team going in the right direction, that's for sure. And you got to give him a whole lot of credit for them being three games to two down and them winning the series. You got to you got to credit the coaching when that sort of thing happens. So, I think whatever coach is able to make the adjustments and put their team in a position to win, I think that coach's team will prevail in the series. So, and Spolster is one of the best to do it, so Missoula's going to have his hands full. But nonetheless, I'm picking Boston in five, guys. I don't. I think pound for pound, Miami doesn't really match up. I understand. I get it. These undrafted guys are playing above and beyond the call of duty, but I think the ride ends. I think Cinderella's slipper gets lost and. The ride comes to a complete stop. So that's what I'm picking, guys. All right. So that is it for me. I thank you for listening, guys. I'm going to. Oh, coming up, I'll have my WNBA season preview. So that'll be coming down the pike. In a... All right, guys. So that is it for me. And once again, I thank you for listening. All things basketball with GD.com. You can find me there on YouTube, on all the platforms, on social media. I'm there all over the place. So, all right, guys. So, that is it. Leave a review wherever you watch the podcast. Leave a review. Hit the like button. All those good things. All right. So, thanks again for listening, and we'll talk soon. So, my peeps, if you like what you're listening to, you can go to my website, www.allthingsbasketballwithgd.com. You can also email me at thatsportsdugd at gmail.com. To support this podcast, you can go to my PayPal, and that email is thatsportsdugd at gmail.com. Also on my anchor page, I have a support button there that you can also use to help the podcast. I'm on all the major platforms like Anchor, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon, SoundCloud, YouTube, CastBox, Radio Public, Podchaser, just to name a few. And also you can find me on social media. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Clubhouse, and Fanbase. So, once again, I thank you for listening and supporting this podcast. And take care and be safe.